Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, ha ha. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Man, God is so good. I just love serving the Lord, man. I mean, I love serving the Lord. You know, we can have difficulties and and troubles in our life that's a part of life it doesn't matter whether you're you're saved or unsaved redeemed unredeemed doesn't matter if you're a believer or an unbeliever doesn't matter if you're making good choices or bad choices life has its circumstances do you remember when when uh, the disciples came to Jesus and they said master why did the wall fall and kill those I think it was 30 people uh, it may have been more but why did they kill those 30 people were they wicked people was basically they were saying was that God's anger God's wrath towards these people did bad things happen because they were bad people they were basically saying was it karma did they just do bad stuff and this was the 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 karma coming around and leveling that playing field I hear so many people talking about karma nowadays. What was Jesus' response? Sometimes the wall just falls. Didn't have anything to do with whether those 30 people were good people or bad people. This is life. There are circumstances of life. Things happen. It's not karma. It's not bad luck. It's not God's revenge on you. Sometimes the wall just falls. Now, admittedly, things can happen because we made a bad choice. Uh, If I um, put a roof rafter up above my head and I don't nail it down and it falls down on my head, it's because I made a bad choice and didn't secure that, that roof rafter. If I have a, a... a, uh, a stick or a, a straight drive as they call it here and in my truck and I, I park on a hill and I don't set the emergency brake and I don't leave it in gear and I, I step out of the, the truck and it rolls backwards and smacks into a tree it's not karma it's not bad luck I made a poor choice there's also times when the enemy will exploit Sometimes poor choices that we make. Sometimes opportunities. We make the best choices that we can and the enemy uh, is in the battle against us. But not everything that bad happens is because of the enemy. Sometimes the wall just falls. So I want you to think about that. Because as a believer, it's important that we we keep that in mind we have to to keep that in the forefront of our consciousness in the forefront of our thinking because bad things are going to happen to us we have people to deal with through good and bad circumstances And this is why I love what Paul writes in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. You can hear my lisp, my lisp coming through, huh? uh, When I was young, 
I'm going to go on a rabbit trail. When I was young, before first grade, or maybe it was in first grade, I used to have to go to speech therapy so I could learn to enunciate my, my S's. They all came out as a th. They all came out, came out as a th. And I can remember ha having to practice uh, enunciating words that had an S in them. Now back to the topic at hand. As a believer, as a believer, we are to love people. I mean, really, that's what we're for, right? God loves, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We all know that. Pick it up, carry it on. You know the scripture. Most of the English-speaking world knows that passage. John 3.16 <clears throat> God loved us. He loved us first. He loved us when we didn't love him. Jesus hung on a cross not because of nails, not because somebody forced him upon the cross. You remember what he what he said? When uh, uh, was it Pontius Pilate? Pontius Pilate says, you know, aren't you going to answer me? Your life is in my hands. You have no authority over me, says Jesus. Only that which the Father gives. In other words, I don't have anything to be afraid of you. I'm here because I want to be here. Because my Father has asked me to stand in this place. I'm not here because you brought me here. I'm here because I love you, and I love all these people. And I love those who haven't been born yet and those who've already been born. I'm here so that they can all be restored to the Father in heaven. I'm here because I love them. Why do I love them? Because God for my Father first loved them. And I love my Father, and therefore I love what my Father loves. I love who my Father loves. It was love that hung Jesus on a cross. That's what kept him there. It was our sins that required it, our rebellion that required it. But it was love that caused him to be there. And what does he ask from us? Not to do anything more than he's already done. In fact, he's not even asking us to be the ones to hang on a cross for the restoration of the world. He's simply asking us to love those whom he gave his very life out of love for. He's asking us to love. He doesn't say love them because they deserve it. He doesn't say love them because, well, you know, it'll, it'll generate this, perpetuate this, uh, this good uh, karma. You know, if you just love them enough, they'll love you back. Cycle, that's not it. He says, I don't care if they reject you. I want you to love them. I don't care if they say slanderous things about you. Persecute you. Even put you to death. I want you to love them. 
Love them because our Father who is in heaven loves them and longs to have them restored to him. And it's only through the doorway of love that they will be restored to him. And what is the name of that doorway of love? It is Jesus. Paul understood this. He understood that the greatest uh, uh, tool in our arsenal, the greatest element of our character, the very definition of who we are to be, is encompassed in four letters in the English language, spelled L-O-V-E. And Paul writes, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all ministries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my, over my body to the hardships that I may boast, but I do not have love, I have gained nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I re reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of the childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. <laughs> now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Beloved of the Lord, my brothers and sisters, fellow servants of the Most High God, we are called to one task that sounds simple, to love. Not to love according to men. Not to love as we feel it's justified. Not to try and redefine it or reshape it in any other way. But using Jesus himself as the model, we are to love. We don't love people so that they'll come to the Lord. We love people so they can see the love of God. And in seeing the love of God, it will stir up that desiring of the Lord, that, that, that empty place within them. They will see that empty place within themselves and they will see the hope that is found in the Lord because we love them. And they will cry out for the Lord to fill that empty place. What is that empty place? It's that fellowship with the God of creation 
that's broken in them. We are to love people not because they deserve it. We're to love people not because we feel like they should have it. We're to love people not because it's a good thing to do. It is the only thing to do. If you claim to be a Christian, a Christ follower, a lover of the Lord, if you count yourself uh, as one of the elect among the redeemed, love must define you. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.